0: we mm-hmm. Welcome to the podcast with no name, dear listener. Tonight, our very own captain has given herself a beehive as a tribute because she is going to explore the tremendous talent and tumultuous life of Amy Winehouse. Amy is one of the more recent members of the 27 Club, this being our latest episode in our series examining members of the 27 Club, the group of artists and musicians who all died at the age of 27. I now hand over to the captain and Amy Winehouse.
1: Okay, so now we're going to talk about Amy Amy Winehouse. Now, she's one of the newest members to, to join the club, of uh, the 27 Club. So Amy Jade Winehouse was born in London on the 14th of September 1983 and she passed away on the 23rd of July 2011, so 10 years already. It's, it's nuts, isn't oh it? Oh My God. Yeah. Um, So she had spent her youth listening to jazz, R&B and soul records rather than listening to the Spice Girls which, and the pop bands of the 90s, which were just everywhere. So she took her influence from all of these girl bands, um, not only just how how they sang and the harmonies, but also her distinctive Beehive and the Batwing Eyeliner. If you think of the Ronettes and the Supremes and the the dresses and how how they looked, she sort of, you know, did that and and did a twist on that. She's been described as a five-foot-three almanac of visual references. So if you think about her, her, you know, the hair, the dress, the tattoos, you know, even just down to, you know, she had a missing tooth which she, she never replaced and she, um, you know, she had a real mouth on her and, you know, she wasn't, you know, this demure sort of singer. She was just, she was a little bit punk, she was a little bit jazz, she was a little bit soul, she was a little bit everything um, and I think that's why she sort of appealed, appealed to everything. She really, um, you know, crossed over all of the genres of, of music, not only in her looks but just the actual sound of her music. Um, her grandmother, who was also a, like a jazz musician, um, she used to date Ronnie Scott back in the day, and so that that jazz influence was always through the family. Yeah, so back in back in the forties, and so you could just imagine, uh, you know, London at the time, but relatively small scene, and so just being being influenced by that, and it just you know continued through the family. So she. She knew that she was talented, she knew that she could sort of sing and and sort of this is what she wanted to do and so she attended the Sylvia Young Talent School and in 2002 she signed to EMI, releasing her first debut album, Frank, in 2003. Now, this album includes the song Stronger Than Me, which won her the Ivor Novello Songwriting Award Um, and she also went on to win Best Female Solo Artist and Urban Act at the Brit Awards. So um, the album itself was also nominated for the Mercury Music Prize. She was 21 years old when all this was happening. So debut album and everything just happening really, really quickly for her um obviously everyone's little darling everyone wanted a piece of her and so to be so young um but I think because she was so sassy it maybe she had a persona that she you know thought that she was you know dealing okay with it but maybe actually she wasn't um once again she came from a like a broken home and lots of disruption and so you know did this uh you know, help or hinder her her life. Um, obviously she loved and she, she certainly could, could sing. Um, and if you think about her songwriting in a similar way to sort of what we were talking about with Kurt, um, it was quite melancholy um, and punchy. It, you know, some of the lyrics were actually sounded more like a rap song than, uh, you know, a sort of a love song, um, but she had, somehow fitted it with the the soul music and the R&B music and this gave her a wider appeal to everyone because, you know, what genre did she actually fit into because the young girls liked her and then, you know, it had that jazz smooth sort of sound. So it really crossed over a lot of of levels. If you think about um, Lily Allen and uh, Lana Del Rey, you know, I suppose in a way amy paved the way for for them to be able to sort of you know and i love lily allen and all of her sort of lyrics if you listen to them they're in jazzed up in this sweet little song but you know it's actually it's like fuck you and the the lyrics you know she sings about fuck me pumps you know addiction um you know of course rehab and so it's more like a, a nicki minaj song so in 2006, she recorded the album Back to Black, which was released, and this, became, this album became the second highest-selling UK album of the 21st century so far. So, yes, we're only 21 years in, but, you know, whether that will change or whoever's going to come, but that's, it's, that's massive, you know. At the 50th Grammy Awards, she won five Grammys. And so that's sort of only been done by Adele. Um, you know, after, Beyonce, you know, like these huge names. So she is in the, in that category.
0: Do you all own a copy of Back to Black? No. But no. I do love a contralto well,
2: voice. I stream everything now. I don't really own yeah. anything anymore. It, it's yeah. all there yeah. if you want it. Yeah. And there's a lot of stuff well, I don't want. Okay.
1: <laughs> okay, we'll move on. Um, so of course she was tabloid fodder, you know, being drunk and then you know on the steady decline to smoking crack and all of the excesses that come with with fame. Now she used to uh, yeah. hang out. Well, she she lives in she lived in a suburb called Camden um, yep. in in London. Do you all know sort of Camden and you know mm. the new town of uh, you know London. Uh, if you will, and uh, and so, you know, really grungy sort of place and a, a lot of, you know, musicians and all, all sorts of people hang out and you can get anything you want from the Good Mixer Pub, uh, you know, which is where I used to spend a lot of time in when I lived there. So in 2007 she married Blake fielder Civil and like most partners of the 27 Club, was it the chicken or the egg? It's hard to say because after um, after this marriage, then uh, certainly the the decline, and we all saw it in front of our eyes. You know, she had suffered her whole life of with bulimia, and so team that with the you know the alcohol, the heroin, the ketamine, the crack. It's a lot to you know take take in, and so. You know, at some stages, she was only she was weighing like forty five kilos, and so that's right. And she of actually course, looked you know,
2: like she was kind of on the the road to recovery when she died. She actually looked like she was doing better.
1: She had um, done a little bit of sort of rehab. Um, I think yeah. she was over in the Caribbean or something, and um, yeah, she did get a bit better. But I think a lot of the damage had already been done to you know, yeah, her liver, absolutely. her lungs, and all of that, and so. You know, still obviously being so young, um, and and perhaps just that little bit careless. Um, yeah, well, your body's not
2: designed to take that type of punishment at, at such a young yeah. age. I mean, she was doing that stuff from from the time she turned twenty one. And I think the the saddest part of the Amy Winehouse story was the, the way the media tracked her. And absolutely, absolutely. It, she was on the Celebrity Death Watch for the last five years of her life. Mm. Mm. You'd see her yeah. come up on Celebrity Death Watch yeah. all the time. And everyone was I just know. watching this freak show unravel. And yeah. there's only one way it was going to so end. So
0: tragic. It was
2: just so
0: tragic. terribly
2: sad so. and such yeah. a talent.
0: I read that she was in the process of kicking the drugs and had had some success with that but had substituted in alcohol. Uh, So it was one addiction for another. Yeah, I read the
2: same, actually. Yeah, and uh, so that she was well on the way to recovery.
1: Yeah, Mm. team that with the sort of bulimia. It's like her her body just wasn't strong enough. And she was such a tiny thing too.
2: She just... Yeah. Her yeah. poor little body must have just copped so much. It's, it's probably know. amazing I she know. made 27. Exactly. Now You could
0: add to that the weight of that beehive.
2: Yeah.
1: 52 kilos then. So if we talk about, you know, her, her death and, and the actual, you know, how she ended up in a club. So, you know, there's rumours about, you know, I think the dad is a bit sketchy. I don't know about him, but. Amy had developed emphysema from smoking crack and fags and teamed with her alcoholism and drug use, along with everything, it had strained her weakened weakened body. She had always said that she knew that she would die at age 27. So whether this was sort of a a path that she knew or whether she just knew she'd gone too far and her birthday was just around the corner and, um, you know, it would happen, but... The fact that she's one of the last members to sort of join it's uh you know maybe maybe it's true so she'd returned to her home uh in Camden for a couple of days before she died and was just hanging out and her security guard had seen her that night and had heard her in her bedroom um you know alive and well and then he checked on her in the morning at about 10 a.m and you know he presumed she was just asleep and then hadn't heard anything and so he came back in later in the afternoon and actually then that's when he found her deceased. So the cause of death was recorded as misadventure but obviously it was, you know, excessive drinking and smoking crack because, you know, that'll do it. That'll do it for you. Mm. So, you know, so tragic, absolutely so tragic because I don't think she had reached her potential peak, anything at all, and, you know, perhaps, yeah, perhaps if, you know, somebody could have saved her, you know, and took her away from all of that and, you know, maybe it's because she was so young, maybe, you know, you hit a different stride when you're in your 30s and maybe you Mm want to clean yourself up and and realise sort of what you've got. I don't know. See, very much
2: like Kirk Cobain, I think... um... The fame was just so fast, and it just—it's yeah, it it's just, too much. just hit us. And I don't think she had the the tools to to cope with it. I mean, it's no. just such a sad story,
0: and it's yeah. unrelenting. And the press in Britain, the the oh, tabloid—you know—the British
2: is press is like, I mean,
0: hounding her. Yeah.
2: Terrible, terrible. Yeah.
1: And um you know, I think that she really, she hadn't even got to know herself in a way. You know, if you think that she was so young, she was 20 and and all of a sudden and and this sort of, you know, costume that she wore, perhaps it wasn't really her, you know, and maybe she did, you know, was she seeking to hide from something or was she actually wanting to escape from something, you know? Was it
0: actually misadventure or when I heard that, Courtney Love had been there that <laughs> night. <laughs> you can
1: say that, you
0: and that she had been that. writing her songs for her. So uh. oh,
1: that's just <laughs> so it out funny. There. That's just so funny. I don't know, mm-hmm. I don't know. But uh, maybe we're starting something. Maybe we're onto well, it. Yeah, I think you know.
2: I think Bargie yeah. may have had something to do with it. I mean, that song she put so, out, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. "You'll Find yeah. it's Me."
1: Yeah. Unbelievable.
2: That was a duo I don't with even
0: Tony, know what to say. Tony Bennett. Tony <laughs>
2: Bennett. No, there was oh that one God. um
0: said I was going to get go a rehab, and I said, You'll find I'm not <laughs>
1: uh, Okay. The legacy of Amy Winehouse. I actually found I couldn't listen to um Amy Winehouse for many, many years afterwards. I've only just been able to start to listen to it again
0: because it made me very sad. I cannot listen to rehab. Yeah. And I really cannot watch that film clip for it because Mm, mm. it's just a cry for help. Mm. I I can't listen to
2: it. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it it was so sad. It really was. And then to see her dad standing out the front while they're wheeling her out, Mm -hmm. And the the press are asking him questions about it, and he's just sort of standing there going. Um, There's just no happiness. It's one of the biggest tragedies in in music history. Amy Winehouse. Mm.
1: Mm. So my favourite songs of of Amy, um, you know, I'm no good. Once again, if you listen to the lyrics of that,
0: you're just like, oh, that's of where where she's in trouble, isn't it? Yeah. Where she's yeah, I really love that song.
1: Yeah. And, of course, um, Back to Black, I think mm. the way she sings that, its you can, once again, you can, like we were talking about Curtain, you can hear the pain and her okay. voice just goes so low. It's like she's howling almost. It's, yeah, really, you know, incredible songwriting and to be able to express such emotion and pain, uh, for our yeah, she had an
2: incredible yeah. range too. I mean, she had, she'd hit the yeah. high notes, but then she could growl as well. She was just yeah, extraordinary, yeah, extraordinary range.
0: Yeah, I found a concert when she was quite young, um, pre-beehive, and um, she was on the stage. I think it was the Albert Hall, and she, there's a band behind her, of course. But she is absolutely minuscule. She is so little. Tiny little thing. Tiny, weeny little thing. And out comes this massive voice and this soulful voice. And she was singing very jazzy stuff. And it was really, really, it it was really nice. And it's like what a shame that we will never hear that again. You can't Mm. change direction and go and do an album of jazz standards. You can Mm. or, I don't know. It's just so sad, Amy's story. Yeah, I mean that's that's the thing. I mean,
1: she's probably more known for being sort of how trashy she was and how she ended up than actually her true musicianship and and her songwriting because the industry had recognised it with all of the awards. Um,
2: but you know, the
0: general with public. Tony
2: Bennett, you're doing pretty well.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, so yeah. last week the film clip of him and Lady Gaga, she was holding him up. So, yeah. How old must he be? Like 90? He's 95. Oh, something. oh he's
2: 95, 92. 92, something
0: 95. like yes. that. He keeps going. It's unbelievable. Yeah. Yes, but um, Amy's just, it's just so sad. Mm. Mm. It's just so sad. And, you know, we all watch through the media her decline and it was so sad to see the addiction take its hold and Mm. ravage her body Mm. and it's a wonder that she could sing at the end it's just so sad Captain Breeze can you tell us a bit about that Pete Doherty that baby baby shambles boyfriend of hers no it
1: wasn't hers that he was the boyfriend of Kate Moss Similar? Oh, no, they they went out. No, oh no, oh. not really. I think they were probably just scoring off each other. Are yeah, you no, they, like the husband. The husband was Blake um, Fielding Civil, who looked very much similar to, um, Pete Doherty. Yeah, yeah, but no, he he was in a band called the Libertines, and they had actually, you know, they were they actually had a really good song, um, but unfortunately, yeah, Pete just lost his, you know, I mean, he was addicted and, you know, robbed all of his bandmates' houses and flogged their guitars and their amps and and all of that and he just, you know, screwed up his life. But, of course, wow. you know, he was going nice out girl. with, um, you know, he was going out with Kate Moss, you know, like who had, you know, nose candy for breakfast and it was just once again the, the excess, and so I, I sort of see Pete Doherty as almost like a Sid Vicious type character. Zero talent, zero sort of, but just looked the part. Zero Managed talent. to sort of manage to have a good group of friends, and you know, just sort of ride along for you know a couple of years.
2: Oh, on their coat. Similar
1: sort of time. Yeah, similar sort of time, similar sort of scene, similar sort of look that they all had. You know, if you look back at Kelly Osborne was sort of the same. It was it wasn't really emo. I think emo was more of an American thing. I think I'm done. Any more thoughts?
2: <laughs> yeah. No, very good topics, actually. It's been um it's been good tonight.
0: Um with Amy, she always looked to me like she um, bought her clothes at markets. Yeah, you know, she know, like
1: got Paddo markets or Camden market.
0: Yeah.
2: yeah. 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 I don't think she, I don't think the money was important to her. She obviously mm-hmm. had everything she would ever need, but yeah, she didn't, um, didn't seem like money was her motivation. It was, um, she just looked so happy on stage. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So sad. Very sad.
2: Eddie, it's probably one of the saddest stories you'll ever hear, actually. uh, Wow. Yeah. She could have been anything, Amy. Yeah.
0: I don't know about you, dear listener, but when I look into the members of the 27 Club, I feel sad for them and I feel sad for us as we will enjoy their creative talents no longer. The potential in Amy Winehouse was tremendous, and the world is poorer in her absence. We will be back with a new episode of the podcast with no name. If you have a suggestion for an episode topic or would otherwise like to contact the podcast members, maybe you would like to get Sid an alarm clock. PodNoname at gmail.com or at, at podNoname on Facebook. Thank you for listening, dear listener, and until next time, take care.
2: Do you want to know. do you want to take a break now and we'll go and yeah. get lubed and then, up and I just in
0: ten minutes I've got to take the roast out as well. So, oh, so the roast, cool. my goodness. roast,
2: oh, yeah. What, what sort of roast? It's not Advark. That's the most professional we've ever sounded.
0: Notice Paul's not here. Um, mm. um, I don't want to draw any bows, but you know.
1: This is the studio. As you can see, I've got the the blanket set up.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. For the sound.
1: In the studio, yes. Yeah. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: So so professional. I'm told
0: you've got a pop filter and everything. What's a pop filter? The stocking over the. It it, it, it stops
2: you from going. Right. When when you're speaking. Plosives. They're called plosives. P's and B's. Yeah. Right. Okay. And you just sort of. um, you angle the mic so it's not directly in line with your mouth. So you, your sound is going that way and it's just sort of being picked up on the side. And it's, like a, yeah, it's like a buffer. buffer. If Fiona just uses the puppies to dampen the sound, Bouncing. it always sounds like you're in a canyon, <laughs>
1: Pre- <Why>? crevice.
0: <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> to see what you'd look like in a bra. You'd have yeah. quite a bit of cleavage.
2: Yeah, far behind, Todd. <laughs> yeah. oh, I'm built.
0: Yeah, you need a man's air. Haven't you watched Seinfeld?